following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. What's going on, church family? Woo! It's Sunday. Come on, is anybody glad it's Sunday? Which means it's almost Monday. But you probably have a holiday. Yeah. Woo. It's a great day. It's a great day to be in church. Man, we had a great time in first service. Not that I care, but college football's back. Not that I care at all. I don't I could care less that the Longhorns won yesterday. I just don't care about it. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk too loudly about it, but I think OU and AM both won. But um, we're gonna pray for all of those fans later. Um, in the famous words of Sam Ellinger, we're back. But I don't know. It's probably too soon to say that we're back. But we did win our season opener. Not that I care. I don't care. I don't care at all. But I do care that you're in church, and it's an honor to see you. What a joy it is to be in church with God's people and to open his word and grow together, grow in our relationship with him, grow closer to him. And that's exactly what we're going to try to do today. I recently read a story about a woman who had had a long work week. She had been working out of town and she was flying back to New York from LA. And after an exhausting week, she was hoping just to catch a little bit of sleep uh, on that plane ride. And wouldn't you know it, an obnoxious, loud gentleman walks on the plane, and she could hear him coming, and she was like, Lord, no, not, not right next, and yes, he sits right next to her, and she had just found the right spot. When you're on a plane, and you're traveling, and you're trying to sleep, like, you have to find the right spot. You can't, like, sleeping on a plane is weird, and when you find the right spot, you just want to hold on to it and cherish it, because it's, they don't come around often, and she had found that spot, and right as she did, the man sits down, taps her on the shoulder, and says, hey, this is going to be a really long flight. Want to play a game? (laughs) Oh, If you don't know people like that, you might be people like that. (laughs) She politely declines. You know, I don't really think I want to play this game. I've had a long, thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you, but I'm going to probably try to take a nap. And so she she goes to get back into her spot to try to find that spot again. And and as she, she, he says, hey, hang on, just a second. Let me, let me explain the game to you. Because I think if I explain the game to you, you might, you might like the game. And so he says, here's the game. He doesn't even give her a chance to, you know, to answer. He just, oh, no, 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 just all in. He says, here's the question. I'm going to ask you a question, and if you get it wrong, you pay me. Now, and then we'll do it the opposite way. You can ask me a question, and if I get it wrong, I'll pay you. And she's like, this is just, I don't know you. This is weird. Stop talking to me. I want to go to sleep. You know, you've had these conversations, kind of. And he, as she rolls back over to find the spot again, she, he says, hang on, hang on, let's do it this way. I'll, I'll even make it better for you. We're going to do the same game, but if I get the question wrong, I will pay you $500. And if you get the question wrong, you only have to pay me $5. Well, now she's intrigued by this game, and she says, all right, well, let's do this. <laughs> and, 
And so I, I think the conversation went like, I don't know. But it, they, they play the game, and he says, I'm going to go first. And so he asks this question. He says, what's the distance from the earth to the moon? Without any hesitation, the, the woman didn't say a word. She just calmly reached into her purse and pulled out a $5 bill and handed the $5 bill to the man. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're one of those. You, you want, didn't really want to play the game, but you played the game. You just gave him the $5, shut me up, all right. And uh, he said, now it's your turn. You asked me a question. And without hesitating, she says, okay, what goes up the hill with three legs and comes down with four legs? And the man looks at her puzzled, like, what is this? This is not even like a legitimate question. She's like, you got to answer the question, sir. And uh, so he starts the search of a lifetime. He pays for internet on the, the plane, and he's, he's on the Google machine. I mean, just, just working hard trying to figure it out. He's asking flight attendants as they come by. He's asking people that he's sitting by, hey, what in the world? What goes up the hill with three legs come, comes down with four? He is on a frantic search for the right. He does not want to pony up $500 for, this, for such a weird question. Like, surely he can come up with the answer to this question. He searches and searches and searches, and he finally gives up. And he taps the young woman on the shoulder because she had went back to sleep. <laughs> and he just calmly hands her $500. She politely took the money, put it in her wallet, turned over and, and tried to go back to sleep. And he's like, you got to just, no, stop, wait. I just gave you the money. You got your money, okay? I'm going to let you go to sleep now. You're, you're going to shut me up. But, but please, what in the world is the answer to this question? And again, without saying a word, the woman reached into her purse and handed him a $5 bill. <laughs> turned back and went to sleep. <laughs> she asked him a question she didn't even know the answer to. Genius. He searched and searched and couldn't find the answer to his question. And I think some of us today, if we're honest, we've walked into a church on the great search of our life. We're looking for something. We may not even know what that something is. We're on a search, and if we find what we're looking for, it could change the course and the direction of our life. For some of us walked in today, run down, tired, exhausted, frustrated, running on fumes, and you are on a search for something more. You know that there's something more. You've been told that there's something more, but you haven't quite been able to, to capture this, this thing called more, whatever that is for you. See, some of us today walked in and your joy has been depleted and you're searching for more joy. Because of what you've, you've gone through in life recently, your patience has been depleted and you're, you're looking for more patience. Some of us today have walked in and because of what's happened to you in life, your belief and your faith in God has depleted to a, a, an almost all-time low for you and you're, you're looking, you're grasping for anything, for more, for saying, I just, I need to know, I gotta have something change in my life and you can fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're looking for. And I've got good news for you in the house today that we serve a God that is more than enough. Come on, do you believe it today? That it doesn't matter. This is the beauty of our God. 
that every single one of us can walk in here with a massive need and they could all be different or it could be the exact same need and guess what he's got more than enough to take care of every single one of our needs that's how big he is every single one of us could need a refill on joy and he could say all right in a moment boom every one of us have joy his tank level never runs low he don't get to like half a tank he doesn't get to empty like some of you put gas in your tank no 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 he's a god of more than enough so whatever you've come in here needing today you need to know that he is well able and capable and desires to meet the needs of his children that's you and that's me He's the God of enough. And so today as we, we journey and we search for more, I want to I help you on this, on this search for more. And to do that, I want to draw our attention to a, a very famous passage of Scripture found in John chapter 4 where we're introduced to perhaps just a, a snippet, a moment in time, a moment in the life of this unnamed woman that you'll understand her story in just a moment. But as we pick the story up, we notice quickly that the Pharisees, who were the religious leaders of the day, are recognizing that Jesus' ministry and his following are, are gaining some major momentum and picking up some, some big steam. And they're not, they're not excited about this idea at all. And Jesus, recognizing the, the Pharisees' frustration, he decides that it's time to leave Judea and head back to Galilee. And so we pick up in John chapter 4, verse 4. But he, speaking of Jesus, needed to go through Samaria. He needed, and that, that's going to be key in just a moment, he needed to go through Samaria. Eventually, he came to a Samaritan village called Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat down wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please, give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Jesus was alone when this woman came up to the well. Jesus was was alone at the time. And let me detour for just a moment and say that, that I realize, especially when it comes to um, more, like seeking more in your relationship with God, like you're not happy with where you are and you know there's more and so you're trying to live a different life. Sometimes in our search for more, you can find yourself in a very lonely place because people close to you don't understand what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go and so sometimes relationships go in opposite directions not that they end badly but you're just going in two different directions and so you find yourself in a lonely place and, and I wonder today if perhaps you might have found yourself in a situation very similar I wonder if the people who have come with you this far on the journey won't be able to go any further with you on the journey because they don't understand the heart behind what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. See, there's some people that can come with you so far on a journey, but they're not ready to go any further with you. 
And so sometimes, if we're not careful, it can be a very lonely place. In fact, Jesus would experience this. Think about it. The disciples had already tried to shut blind Bartimaeus up, who sat by the highway begging. He's too loud. He's making too much noise. Quiet him down. And what about the woman who came to Jesus crying about her daughter? They said, send her away, for she crieth. I love that word. She crieth after us. When my kids cry, I'm going to use that. Stop crying after me. <laughs> Go crieth in your room, in Jesus' name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the disciples would have messed up the mission because they didn't understand the heart behind it. They didn't understand what Jesus was going to do and what he wanted to do. They could see in the natural, but they didn't understand what he was trying to do. And so if he, he, they almost messed up a very important mission. Some of us today are in a world full of darkness searching for light. Some of us in a world full of uncertainty searching for stability i just i need i need something to hold on to in a world filled with anxiety in this day and age some of you walked in here today looking for that peace that passeth all understanding and today we're going to try to tap into that and we're going to try to figure out how we can start moving in the direction of obtaining everything that god has in store for us no matter where we are on our journey how how can I get the more that I want in my life and I may not even be able to put a finger on what that more is I just know that there's something that I need and I don't know how to get there if you're taking notes you can jot this down sometimes the more that you are looking for can be found in divine appointments divine appointments let me show you this at noontime jesus asks this woman for a drink and in verse 9 the woman was surprised for the jews refused to have anything to do with samaritans she said to jesus you are a jew and i'm a samaritan woman why are you asking me for a drink and you've got to understand that for jesus to say i must i've Got, I've got this need to go through Samaria was a, a very startling statement to those in his immediate following. And so we're left with this glaring question, why would Jesus, this Jewish teacher, need to straight, head straight towards Samaria? For Samaria was the area that most Jews would have avoided. The Samaritan people were not respected as being legitimate believers in the first place. They got mixed up in some, some uh, theological issues and some, some weird practices. And the Jews were so offended by it that they gradually separated themselves from this group of people in Samaria. And so the mindset of the day, the people that were around Jesus would have all thought this way. That in general, the Samaritans would have been unclean, but a Samaritan woman was without questions off limits for Jesus. And this is one of the things I love about Jesus, is that he knows what the norms are of society. He knows what the world says, he knows what the world thinks, and yet he says, I, I get all of that, but, but I still have a need 
to go through Samaria. I know what you're going to think about me. I know what you're going to say. I know the questions that it's going to raise. But, but it doesn't change the fact that I've got to go through Samaria. In other words, I've got good news for somebody who finds themselves alone on this journey. He's, he's in essence sharing with us that I'm going to go out of my way for a group of people who everyone else perhaps has rejected. And just because other people haven't included you doesn't mean that I will not include you. This is, this is the Jesus that we worship today. And this is what he does for you and for me when we're in our loneliest seasons of life, when people push you away, when they won't go further on the journey with you and you feel alone. He says, listen, no, 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 no. I will set up a divine appointment with you and you matter to me whether people in this world accept you, whether this whole world thinks you're crazy for following me. And not only are they important enough, but I have added them to my calendar and put them on my itinerary for the day. But I am willing to sit by a well and wait. Can you imagine making Jesus wait for coffee? Like if I had, if I was going to meet Jesus, I ain't going to be late. Yeah, you think traffic's bad, you think there's crazy drivers on the road. If I had an appointment with Jesus, I'm one of those crazy drivers if traffic's bad. I'm going to get there. But Jesus says, listen, I'm going to sit here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. Even though the, the norms say that this is wrong and this is, I, no, 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 I've got to go to Samaria. I need to get here to have an encounter with just one person. Just, just one. This was not about a whole village. This was one, this was one person. He didn't make a, an appointment with a high-ranking official politically. He didn't make an appointment with a high-ranking religious leader. He says, no, no that, that's not, no, no. See, I've got an appointment with this, this one unclean woman of Sychar who finds herself searching and she can't really put her finger on what she's searching for. And so I've got to go to Samaria. She's searching for water, so she thinks. Oh, I'm going to give her water. But it's going to be a whole different kind of water than what she had ever could even begin to wrap her mind around. Something that she wasn't even expecting is in her future. This, this nameless, unclean Samaritan woman. And yet Jesus sits down and waits for her to show up. He's waiting at the well. And here's the crazy part. It's not like she was trying to blow Jesus off. She didn't even know she had an appointment. No, oh, the appointment's been on Jesus' calendar for a long time. But she had no idea that there was going to be a divine appointment on this day, that everything in her world could change from this moment forward. She didn't, see, and I got good news for you today. Some of you walked in here today having no clue that you're on Jesus' schedule. Amen. But see, you thought... You thought because of what you were going through that he didn't know where you were. He didn't care about you anymore. But I've got good news. See, you can find what you're looking for in a divine appointment that you don't even know is set yet. 
And for some of you, it's today. Some of you are going to find exactly what you're looking for in, throughout the remainder of our service. Some of you found it during worship today. You found freedom that you were like, man, I've been looking for this forever. I've been looking for a place where I can raise my hands and allow the tears to flow without anybody. I just want to worship. And you found what you needed today. Jesus is like, yeah, 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 I know, I know I've got to get back to Galilee. I know it's been a long journey so far, but I've got to keep, I've got to keep my appointment because she's, she's searching for things in all the wrong places. And as a result, instead of joy, she's found frustration. And, and, and I've got to show her that there's more in store for her. That there's more than what her circumstances has given her. And I believe that for you today. And so, and so as Jesus, Jesus is asking her for a drink and she fires back. She says, I am a Samaritan. Why are you, why are you asking me for a drink? Can you imagine the attitude that's kind of taken? Like, what is happening? Like, I don't have time for this junk. I got I to gotta get my stuff. I got to move. Like, she doesn't know what's happening yet. And Jesus replies, I love this. If you only knew, if you only knew, can you imagine her? If I, who are you? If I only knew, what are you talking about? I know I got to get water and you're in my way. You get out of the way. If you only knew the gift God has for you, if you only knew who you were speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you Living what I know you came searching for drinking water, but I'm gonna give you some sparkling water. <laughs> I'm gonna give you something a little extra. See, the God that we serve doesn't just give you enough, He's the God that says, I want to give you above and beyond what you even came looking for. Oh, I'm gonna give you water, but it's not ordinary water, it's a water that will change your life forever. I know you think you're searching for drinking water. That's just, that's just a crutch. It's just, just kind of a facade. There's something, there's something deeper. But sir, you don't, this is funny, like she's all in her head right now. She, sir, you don't even have a rope or a bucket. This well is really deep. Where would you get this living water? <sighs> Sounds like one of my daughter's. And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? Mm. Little tood. How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Mic drop, let's go. Jesus replies, I can just see, I don't know, I can just see him being meek but strong at the same time. Kind of with a smile on his face like, oh, I know where you're at. I know, I feel this is great. He says, but anyone who drinks of this water that you're drinking from and that you've been drawing from at noontime, day out, anyone who drinks of this water, yeah, 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 you're gonna, you're gonna become thirsty again. But those who drink that the water that I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes fresh and bubbling and springing within them this eternal life. To which she's like, who are you? Right? Like, this is okay. This now she's like, oh, this is something. She says, please, sir, give me, 
It's evident she is on a search for something because the way that she responds, please, sir, he didn't even have to go into like explaining all the details of how her life would change. She just says, oh, yeah, 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 I've been on a search my entire, please, sir, give me this water and I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come here and get water. Divine appointments. Divine appointments is where you can find the more that you're looking for in the second place where the more that you're looking for can be found. And this is for somebody in the room today. More can be found in the low points of your life. Let's look more closely at this this woman from Sychar. Sure, in that day and age, would have been culturally unacceptable for Jesus to have a conversation with this woman. But let's add a little more drama to the story, okay? We're going to add a little bachelor drama to the story here. The very fact that she was drawing her own water implies that she had a bit of a financial issue. Because if you had anything in that day and age, you didn't draw your own water. You had servants that would draw water for you. Which brings about another question. So why was she headed to the well to draw water at noon? Because socially, it was a socially acceptable um, in the culture to draw water in the mornings, in the cool of the day. But she finds herself at noontime. A very odd time to draw water from the well. Which implies, listen, that perhaps there was something going on socially and in, in society. Perhaps some dysfunction of, of not being allowed or, or not being desiring or her not having the desire to draw water with everyone else at the most reasonable time at the day. But in verse 16, Jesus makes this statement. He says, go get your husband. Oh, great. Here we go again. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. Oh, you knew. You re- here you go, reading my mail. <laughs> you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the one that you are living with now. Listen, I, I don't make light of this. I don't pretend to know what, what caused broken marriage after broken marriage. I, I don't understand the details of that in her life. But I do know that the more relationships that you have, the more baggage you tend to acquire. And we're not even talking about just regular relationships. We're talking about marriages. So you can imagine the baggage that she had acquired. She had five failed marriages and she was living with numero seis six. so what would it would be listen think about it in, in your day and age what it would be very reasonable to think that this was a wounded person whether she, she, it was some fault of her own or, or obviously it takes two. I get that, something that happened to her. E- either way or combination of the two, this was a, a wounded individual, emotional wounds perhaps. Issues of self-worth, feelings of shame and guilt. And I have a feeling that these wounds made her 
want to not be seen with other people or other women. She didn't want to have to answer more questions about what's going on in her world because these wounds involved major situations in her life. It involved being seen. And and even if being seen is what we really want, sometimes it's really, really difficult. And my gut tells me that this was not a mountaintop moment for this lady. In fact, I think it would be very easy to make the assumption that this was probably a low point in her life. And I don't pretend to know where you are either. Maybe, maybe you find yourself in a very similar season of life. Maybe you're walking through something that you never thought you would have to walk through. Maybe, maybe this is that lowest season of your life. Can I just give you a little bit of hope today? Jesus says that he is the living water. And here's what any of us know about water. This is like from fifth grade science class, okay? It doesn't matter whether water is falling from the sky or it's poured from a cup. Water will always find the lowest point. Always find the lowest point. And if regular water that falls from the sky will find the lowest point in earth, will find the the very, the deepest crevice and cracks that, that nobody has ever even laid eyes on, the water will find its way. Do you not think that the, the living water, the one that I'm preaching about today, can flow and find you exactly where you are in the lowest point of your life? Even if nobody knows about it, even if you've never even opened your mouth about it, even if nobody else knows the wounds that you carry, he can find you at the lowest point in your life. It doesn't matter how bad you've messed up. It doesn't matter the shame or guilt that you carry in this moment. It doesn't matter whether it was self-inflicted or inflicted by others. There is nothing that you can do to escape the living water if you want to have an encounter with him so if you find yourself in one of the lowest seasons of your life get ready (laughs) if you walked in here frustrated angry upset at the way that life has turned out for you I've got good news for you if you're looking for more you are in the perfect position to watch God give you more than you have ever bargained for. You can find more in your low. And the third place that I think we can find more, more can be found when we let go. More can be found when we let go. Verse 27, just then his disciples came back. Jesus is having a conversation and and his disciples finally make their way back. And guess what? They almost, they wanted to mess it up again. Because they didn't understand what was going on. And they were shocked to find him talking to a woman And they were all thinking it, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Jesus, you've done and gone crazy on us. 
What's happening? Why are you talking to her? And the woman, the unnamed woman from Sychar, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village. This is what I want you to understand this morning. Listen. She left the thing that she came in carrying. The thing. The thing. The water jar represents the thing in your life that you think will quench your thirst. And she had a divine encounter a divine appointment with Jesus who was waiting for her at a well and after this encounter with Jesus she leaves behind and lets go of the thing that she thought would quench her thirst because she found that the things that she has tried in her search for more would only bring joy and happiness for a moment. Sure, listen, sin can be fun for a moment. And living a life outside of following Jesus can be exciting for a moment, but it will never lead you to a life of happiness. It will never lead you to a life of contentment. It will never lead you to a life of, of peace and joy until you're ready to let go of that thing. See, maybe for some of you it's become a crutch, like we do with coffee in a crowded room. We grab a cup of coffee because if we, we got a drink in our hand, we don't look so weird in a group of people. <laughs> right, I got something to do. Maybe I'm just talking about me. But we're laying down the thing that we thought would quench our thirst because we understand that there is a different water present. There is a, a cleaner, more pure, because that, that won't quench your thirst. That's gonna make you more thirsty. But the living water that is Jesus is more than enough for you. It's more than enough for me Listen, sir, listen, ma'am, it's more than enough for your marriage. Listen, teenager who's struggling with self-worth issues. It's more than enough for you. He is more than enough. Would you stand with me today? going to pray for you and then we'll dismiss you so you can beat everybody else to lunch but after I pray for you and dismiss everybody I'm going to invite those that 
but just say, you know what? I've been searching. I've been searching for so long and I can't find what I'm looking for. I just can't, can't get my hands around it. I can't, I can't get a hold of it, but I want that. We're going to pray for physical healing. We're going to pray for those that want, want more. And then for those of you that have never followed Jesus in just a moment, we're going to give you that opportunity to. But before I do that, I want to I want to pray for the rest of the audience today that may say, you know what, I don't find myself in one of those situations, but I'm so grateful that I have found that Jesus is everything that I need. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. God, we're so grateful for our time together today, Lord. I'm so honored that you would allow me to open your word. God, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you for being everything that we need, even if we don't know that you're what we need. You are still exactly what we need. Be with us today, Lord. Be with our church today. Be with every individual watching online today. Lord, we need you and we love you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen.